It was beautiful, thank you. Good morning. For those of you that I haven't met yet, my name is Whitney Bell. I serve as Director of Mission here at Covenant. And I'm glad to be with you all this morning. I get the opportunity to preach here two or three times a year, and I take this opportunity really, really seriously. I spend a ton of time in preparation, weeks researching and and studying. I spend hours practicing, preparing, polishing. So a wrench was thrown into my preparation when my family was hit with COVID two weeks ago. Uh, Andrew and I both got sick. Somehow our four-year-old and our one-year-old were fine, Uh, yet you know the drill. We all have to stay home. So we knew what to expect. We knew we would feel crummy for a few days, uh, and we knew that we would be isolated, quarantined at home for a chunk of time. I I expected all of that. What I didn't expect is the impact it would have on my mental health. I've shared before when I've preached that I have anxiety. I have since I was a kid, I take medicine for it. I also have panic attacks, and this is something I've had since I was a child. And in my adulthood, I've, I've really learned how to manage these things through all kinds of different tools, through medicine, through therapy, through exercise, through faith. These things have been really well managed. So I was blindsided when I was absolutely pummeled by debilitating anxiety and panic. It was awful, and it was terrifying. I don't know if you have had a panic attack, but it feels like you're dying. People go to the emergency room all the time thinking they're dying when it's a panic attack. It is awful. And I've learned these different techniques to work my way through them, but I never factored in doing that when you were isolated, sick, and parenting. It's really hard to breathe through a panic attack when you need to change a diaper. (laughs) Really hard to breathe through a panic attack when you're making a grilled cheese and really hard to breathe through a panic attack when you're rocking a baby. I felt like I was unraveling and it was awful. After about three days of this, thanks be to God, because of doctors who were compassionate, because of medicine, because of a counselor who met with me when she was on vacation, because of an incredibly supportive family and covenant staff, I made my way out of this mental health crisis I had found myself in. And one of the questions that emerged is, am I gonna be able to preach? This was eight days ago. I I didn't know if I was gonna be able to put one foot in front of the other. But I had prepared, and this passage today had stuck with me throughout my awful week. And God had taught me some things. So today, I'm simply going to share with you what it is God taught me. This is not my most polished message, but it is my most authentic. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll read our scripture, and we'll go from there. 
Let's pray. Father, I come to you today um, tender, tired, weary. Yet, God, I thank you that you faithfully use broken vessels. So I ask you today to minister to weary hearts, to teach us what it is you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're going to be in Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gesineret, the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He saw two boats at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. When he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to give a little context to this scripture. Jesus is just beginning his ministry. He's just starting to call his disciples to him. He'd set up kind of his headquarters in this small town called Capernaum, which was right on the shore of what our passage today calls the Lake of Gisinerat. You and I know this as the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee was this hub where Jesus could get to all kinds of different communities to go and preach and teach. It's why we see him so often on a boat. Word had gotten out that he was healing and kind of upending the status quo. People were so interested in him. And so scripture says they were pressing in on him. The Greek word for that literally means to fall upon. Jesus was absolutely overwhelmed by the crowd. He needed to get some space between he and the crowd. So he hops on one of these boats, creates a floating pulpit. He teaches and he preaches, and then he does something strange. He turns to Simon Peter and says, let's go out into the deep and cast your nets. This is weird for two reasons. One, Jesus was a carpenter and not a fisherman. Two, Peter was a specific type of fisherman. He was a night fisherman, and it wasn't just because he liked the night shift. He had a specific type of net that he used. These were called trammel nets. They were made out of linen and they were white. So you had to use them at night because during the day, the fish could see them and could avoid them. So it made no sense to go out during the day. And not only that, he'd had a failed night of fishing. He'd caught nothing the night before. He was tired, he was worn out. 
Yet he reluctantly says, yet if you say so. He goes out and casts his net. His nets are filled to the brim with fish, so much so that the nets begin to break and their boats begin to sink. He recognizes who Jesus is, falls to his knees. Surely you are the son of God. Jesus tells him, fear not. And then he absolutely reframes his calling. From now on, you will be a fisher of men. And his life has changed forever. As I reflected on this passage during my awful week, a few things stuck out to me that I want to share with you today. The first one is so simple, but it is this, is that there was nothing that Simon Peter did to earn Jesus' interest in his boat. He wasn't the best looking. He wasn't the smartest. He wasn't the best fisherman. Yet Jesus was so happy to get on his boat. In fact, he was a failed fisherman. He had just had a terrible night of catching nothing. He was tired. He was probably grumpy. And I guarantee you, he did not smell good. (laughs) Yet Jesus was so happy to get on his boat. I wonder if you need to hear that today. There is absolutely nothing you can do to earn or attract the affections of Jesus. He is so happy to get on your failed, weary, worn out, stinky boat. I needed to hear that last week. The second thing that that caught my attention is this, is, is Peter's reluctant obedience. He had just had a night of pulling up empty net after empty net after empty net, and he was done. He was worn out. He was ready to be done. Yet Jesus calls him to carry on, give it another shot. He infuses him with this hope this courage to keep after it. Friends, I wonder if maybe you've been in a season of empty nets where you've just pulled up empty net after empty net and you are done. Maybe in a relationship, maybe in your marriage, empty net after empty net and you are done. Maybe in your work or in a personal struggle. And maybe today, You need to hear the voice of Jesus calling you to keep after it, reminding you not today. We are not done. Come on. And may he give you the courage to say, yet if you say so, to get after it. Give it one more shot. I needed to hear this last week. And the third thing is this. Peter was incredibly ordinary. He was incredibly ordinary, yet Jesus saw it fit to do something absolutely extraordinary through him. He was not just a fisherman. And in the same way, friends, you are not just a teacher. You are not just a parent. You are not just a grandparent. You are not just a doctor or a lawyer or a barista or a student. You have a holy calling 
holy calling because God uses ordinary people in ordinary circumstances for extraordinary purposes. I needed to hear this last week. And so friends, as we journey from this place this week, whether you step into your week from a place of strength or from a place of empty nets, may you be filled with hope, knowing that Jesus is so happy to get on your boat, no matter how your boat looks. That he faithfully infuses us with hope to keep after it. And that he uses ordinary people for extraordinary purposes. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we ask that you would infuse us with hope this week that you would give us courage to keep after it, that you would encourage our weary hearts, and that you would fill us with peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.